Welcome to Senior Moments with God. I'm your host, Gretchen, and I'm so glad you have joined in today's little broadcast. Today, as we are preparing to celebrate Mother's Day, a special time of reflection on our own mothers, uh, reflection on our journey as mothers, and for those who are not mothers, you reflect on the call God has given you to encourage younger mothers and to encourage and teach children for God. So as we prepare, we have a very special broadcast or podcast with Jane. Jane was at her daughter's baby shower. Her daughter's expecting twins this summer. And Jane felt God prodding her to share something. And that's unusual because Jane is usually pretty shy or reticent in front of people. And she felt God calling her to share some stories about her children, about what it's like to be a mother and her journey. And then she closes. I love the ending to her story today. I, ladies, it's going to encourage you. You're, you're going to laugh and you're going to have some tears. So uh, grab your cup of coffee. Open up that Bible, open up your hearts, open up your minds, and prepare to enjoy Jane's story for God's glory. Well, I'm having the best conversation with my sweet sister in Christ, Jane. Uh, While Jane and I have not met formally, we have a mutual friend, amazing uh, woman in Christ, Terry. And Terry shared that she was at a recent baby shower, and it was for Jane's daughter. I believe her name is Maddie. Yes. And she is expecting twins. She's expecting twins, one boy and one girl. Oh my! And when are they? When is she due? She's due August 1st, but they say that uh, they won't let her go past 38 weeks, so it'll be July babies, hopefully. And these are her first children, right? Yes, and she's my youngest child. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, she is starting out with twins. Um, Wow. Well, I heard that at that shower, you shared some insights and suggestions and just a lot of love, and it really touched the hearts of several people there and Terry. And Jane, would you mind sharing with my listeners and your listeners now um, what you shared that day as an encouragement? And of course, it's for God's glory. Sure. So um, at my daughter's shower, I decided to speak, which shocked everyone. But I explained the theme of the shower, which was books. There were many, many books on the tables and in various places. And then I read some remarks that God had put on my heart. So life is like a book with many chapters, but you never really close the one on parenting. Once you open that chapter, you become immersed for a lifetime, as demonstrated by this quote from a well-known children's book. I'll love you forever. I like you. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. I'm going to share a few parenting stories about my favorite children. You might think of them as chapters from a book on parenting that I would perhaps write. A book I would call Sometimes. This short book is not wisdom or how-to, 
but just experiences and emotions that come along with the great honor of being a mom. My first child is my favorite. Kylie has such a sweet and gentle spirit, so much so that I would not, if I wouldn't have been present at her birth, which I thought at the time was going to kill me, I wouldn't be sure she was my child. I have little marks on my heart from the quick stabs of parenting mistakes. She was potty trained so early, before too by her own desire, but not long after my second child was born, she regressed and began wetting her pants. I didn't know what to do, so I would give her a little swat when she did it. One time as I knelt down to put yet another new pair of undies on her, she cupped her little hand, put it on my cheek, and patted it as she said, don't make me sad, mommy. Mm. That chapter is titled, Sometimes They Will Wreck You. Oh. <laughs> as she got a little older, she and her brother spent one and only one summer on a swim team. She played soccer and softball and was a very good athlete. However, swimming, we found out, was not her thing. One Saturday after a swim meet, she came home and ran up the stairs, threw herself on the bed, sobbing her heart out. I came in last in every race. I sat on her bed and tried to think of something deep and profound to say, but all that came out was, well, somebody had to. <laughs> I am calling that chapter, sometimes they need encouragement. My second child, Josh, is my favorite. He was such a good sleeper as a baby, but as a toddler, not so much. I remember one morning early, our bedroom doorknob turned and in walked Josh who was barely walking at this point. We were in shock, but yet impressed with his ability to climb out of his crib. This began many years of waking up and first checking the floor before putting your feet down for fear <laughs> of, sleeping, of stepping on a sleeping little boy. As he got a bit older, we tried to convince him to stay in his bed. I remember waking to the sound of Kirk, my husband, unzipping a sleeping bag besides the bed. He said, there are spiders in his bed. You don't really expect him to sleep in there, do you? <laughs> I'm calling that chapter, sometimes you just make a pallet by your bed. <laughs> Josh was fiercely competitive, and as he got older and for a time, he would routinely come in crying from playing with the neighborhood kids. I was getting very concerned. I would never get a good answer and when I, on why he was crying. One time, Kirk was out there playing with him and all the kids, and once again, Josh came in crying. This time I got an answer. Kirk said that he had sent Josh inside because he got so mad that he wasn't winning. I was cautiously reassured when Kirk said, don't worry, he is just very competitive and I was just like that as a kid. And Kirk was right. Josh learned to excel in sports and that with that competitive nature. I named that chapter, sometimes you might think there's something wrong with them. <laughs> my third child, Grace, is my favorite. She is the oldest of my second batch. There are nearly 12 years between Josh and Grace. There is a whole other story that I will say for her shower. <laughs> Gracie has the most express, expressive, beautiful little face. When she was four or five, I was in the bathroom, sitting there minding my own business, when the door burst open and it was Grace. She seemed surprised and said with great expressive drama, whoa, you barely fit on there. <laughs> I'm calling that chapter, sometimes they will humble you or expect no privacy. <laughs> As Grace got older, she didn't like to do certain things that seemed to me, well, easy. One day we were at McDonald's and Grace wanted more fries. She was mid 
elementary age, so I gave her some money and told her to go up to the counter and order some fries. This turned into a struggle. She wanted me to do it. After much back and forth, I realized we had stumbled into a life lesson. I knew I had to make her order them herself. After becoming very annoyed and seeing a few tears that filled up her big brown eyes, she ordered her own fries. But she but she dragged her little sister Maddie along for moral support. <laughs> I'm naming this chapter, Sometimes You Have to Make Them Order Their Own Fries, subtitled A Little Dose of Tough Love. <laughs> my fourth, my youngest fourth and final child, Maddie, is my favorite. She is my big blue-eyed determined baby, and these stories demonstrate her sometimes fierce and stubborn approach to life. As a preschooler, Maddie had very particular ideas about what she wore. I often dressed her and Grace in matching outfits. They were only 16 months apart. This meant that Maddie had a lot of clothes because she would get Grace's hand-me-downs of the matching outfits, then get new matching outfits. <laughs> One year, they got Barbie boots for Christmas. Maddie wanted to wear them every day. The problem was she also decided that only a certain style of pants went with Barbie boots. This left out a very large percentage of her wardrobe. Every school morning, we had a discussion about what she was going to wear. I would get very aggravated during these negotiations. I would lay out several outfits for her to choose from. And every day, she would promise that tomorrow, she would wear one of my choices. Kirk pointed out about Kirk pointed out the amount of time and aggravation spent on the daily wardrobe battle. In the end, I saw the wisdom in his point. This chapter is called Sometimes It's Just Easier to Buy Many Pairs of Three Dollar Boot Cut Pants. <laughs> That's good. At times Maddie was impossible to discipline. I think she was somewhere between three and five years old when she got in trouble. I don't even remember the crime, but thinking a quick swat would fit that crime, I gave her one. Maddie responded with, that didn't hurt. <laughs> After a second little harder swat, she said, that didn't hurt either. <laughs> we were stumped. I had to let Kurt take over. Her brother Josh was incredulous and dropped to his knees and shouted out some brotherly advice. Go down, Maddie, go down. <laughs> I am putting that in the chapter, sometimes... You just don't know what to do. <laughs> this is the final favorite child story. I was at Walmart with Grace and Maddie. We were doing normal shopping, and as we wandered by the jewelry department, Maddie picked up a pair of earrings. Now, mind you, she didn't even have pierced ears yet. I told her she couldn't have them, but she held on to them. So I let her carry them as we went along, but I kept reminding her that she was not getting those earrings. As we headed to the checkout, we stopped by the jewelry department and I told her to put them back. She refused. This was a hill she was prepared to die on. This, con this confrontation ended with me abandoning my full shopping cart and prying a pair of earrings from the hand of a screaming child that was laying on the floor <laughs> in front of the doors of Walmart. It was a scene. As we left, I was sure Walmart would have someone follow me to make sure I didn't spank her too hard. <laughs> but I was beyond spanking. In fact, I cried. I'm calling this chapter, Sometimes You Wonder What You Did Wrong. <laughs> but as you all know, Maddie turned out just fine. She outgrew that defiant stage, mostly. <laughs> but I am wondering, and maybe a bit hopeful, about paybacks. <laughs> 
Thank you for indulging me in my parenting stories and mishaps. The point is, Maddie, you will make mistakes. You will sometimes cry, sometimes laugh, but you will treasure the journey of motherhood that really never ends. And one last thing, perhaps you were surprised when I said my first child was my favorite, but then you began to relax as I referred to all of them as my favorite. That is a natural and emotional parental response. Each child has their own strengths and weaknesses. And as their mom, I love them no matter what. I don't love them more because of their many strengths and I certainly, and certainly not less because of their weaknesses. But think about this. Did you know you are God's favorite? Not because of your strengths and in spite of your weaknesses, he sent his only son to be the perfect but necessary sacrifice so that you may live with him forever. Maybe you have accepted this gift from God the Father. Maybe you think you're doing pretty good and don't need God. The truth is, God doesn't need you, but he wants you. He made you, he loves you. And that is what I believe he wanted me to share today. So let's close this chapter and move on to Maddie's gift openings, which is what we did at the shower. (laughs) Oh, Jane, I love that. I love that. It did throw me when you were sharing about uh, the very first one you said is my favorite. And I, I was like, I could <laughs> sense in the room a, a little wince, you know, a little, everyone was like, ooh, you know. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hear gasp. Like, oh. I, well, I, I, I heard something, but I couldn't look up from my paper, which sometimes was very blurry because of my tears. Oh, that is beautiful. And I'm so glad that your daughter has that and her her children and your grandchildren will have that and all of your children to remember either in writing or on this little podcast i connected with so many of those experiences even though i only have one child but there were glimpses of your experiences the walmart i mean the pallet by the bedside and then just the assurance that you know <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we don't I mean you it, never yeah. as a parent you you're always you're hard on yourself and you think did I do that right is this you know I know the parenting books don't don't address this they don't all the books I bought oh my goodness it didn't touch it but uh the one book as you said did touch it and that's the word of god the bible because he does assure us in spite of our mistakes in spite of our weaknesses i'm his favorite and jane i'm glad you're his favorite too (laughs) well thank you it was i don't know what came over me i i know that anyone who knows me well was probably shocked my own family were like you're gonna what Well, I appreciate you, Jane, sharing this so much. And I know there's someone out there just like just like I am, and they can connect to the stories, but it's such a good reminder that we are God's favorite. Thank you, Jane, for sharing this for God's glory. You are so welcome. Thank you.